So we want to talk a little bit about why we think value-add investing is the least risky type of investment strategy. We've built our company on it uh, for a host of reasons. One of the best is a margin of safety. Mm-hmm. Um, when you buy something core or core plus, uh, you, you are believing in what the last person told you. This isn't about the value. This isn't what you feel confident that you can create. This is what this is what already exists or someone gave you. In, in many cases, that might be a high-rise office building in a secondary market. Great. How, how, how are those going? Mm-hmm. I guess you were convinced that that was a, a sure thing, but um, now it's struggling. Uh, for us, we, we're more confident working our plan, something we know we can accomplish. And that happens through seeing where rents are below market, and we believe we can bring rents to market. That mm-hmm. happens in making your money when you're going in by buying at the right price. That happens with improving the asset the way we do by um, landscaping and paint and renovations and um, those sorts of things. But uh, our ability to add value to the asset uh, gives us safety because it means we bought it at one price. We plan to sell it at another and we're going to make a profit by buying Mm -hmm. it here, spending some money to get it to there. But there's a whole lot of safety that happens in just our leadership. There's a lot of value that happens in our leadership and in our execution. And if the market changes or things go wrong, or something's different, yeah. we have that delta that's that's really our time and our effort, but isn't actually the basis of the property that gives us, us some safety. And we've got cash flow, because our, our goal is building cash flow, because yeah. we build cash flow, because that ultimately equates to value. Uh, and that cash flow becomes a margin of safety should as the market turns, as the market shifts. Yeah. And markets so, have cycles. They yeah. will shift. Real estate uh, famously has cycles. Uh, you know, it constantly moves in that sine curve of, you know, recessions and and uh, growth uh, trajectories, and then recessions, and that's again gives us comfort with uh, investing in value add. When you're buying a core asset, you're buying it based on future appreciation. Yeah. That, that's the fundamental thesis. I'm buying it in a market, in a situation, a type of asset that I think will just fundamentally appreciate over time. There's nothing wrong with that strategy. Uh, but it, for us, that's a risky strategy because there's nothing I can do. I'm simply watching something play out. And whenever we get assets to kind of that full stabilized, that's when we feel like, okay, it's time to sell because Otherwise, what we're really dealing with otherwise is kind of, you know, maybe not a ticking time bomb, but we're dealing with something that there's nothing we can do to build further margin of safety. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, you know, ground up development, you know, everyone certainly perceives that as more risky. But uh, over here, you're dealing with market appreciation. Yeah. Over here, you're dealing with market timing. Because development only makes sense at the right time in the market. It de- absolutely does not make sense. And your land cost goes to negative uh, during the wrong times in the market. And so bo- if you really look at both of these two ends of the spectrum, the core stabilized and opportunistic uh, development, they're both dependent on market factors. Mm-hmm. Value add, it, it certainly can be influenced by market factors. Uh, you know, when the market's good, all tides rise. It's great. When the market's down, uh, it'll have a downward effect on values. But it's not dependent on that. There's a business plan that works in any market uh, cycle. And that's why we view value add, even though the return profile is, you know, better than 
core stabilized, we actually view it as less risky because it's it's a strategy we can execute. You have more levers. Yeah. So you've got market, you've got strategy, and you've got execution. Mm-hmm. In core, you've just got market. Yep. Great. Let's yep. let's hope the market goes well. We yep. bought what we bought. Yep. But in ours, we start with buying where we believe is a great market, yep. a market with some legs. Um, but then there's the strategy, and that comes from doing a thing over and over and over again and developing a well-honed strategy. Mm-hmm. And then you've got execution, which is we have uh, great teams who are great at doing this business plan over and over again. Mm-hmm. And those are pieces of safety because if the market changes, okay, well, we still have our strategy and we still have our execution. Um, okay, well, maybe what if the strategy was a little bit off? Well, maybe the market's still going and we can execute well. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, vice versa. But we have different levers that provide uh, pieces of safety in, in value add. Meanwhile, on the opportunistic side, I think of some of our earlier deals with yeah. uh, high level of vacancy, great price, yeah. low vacancy. We tend to now pay a little bit more, but lead with higher vacancy, H- higher occupancy, uh, higher occupancy yeah. that, uh, that that de-risks some of that plan. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're, we're speaking from experience. And meanwhile, I'd, I'd say on the other end, uh, you know, we have assets that we've owned where, uh, you know, we have leases that will be coming due five years down the road. And then we would have that risk associated with, are these large tenants you moving have to wait. You just sit there and wait. And, and yeah. uh, we would rather exit that asset and move on to an asset that we can control better. Yeah. Uh, it's also a reason we are almost always in multi-tenant buildings. Yeah. We don't want to have any asset where we're waiting for one lease. And yeah. what are they going to say? Did their corporate strategy change? We'd rather have lots of tenants mm-hmm. and, uh, and high demand. Those are, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you for listening to Durable Value, an investor's podcast, where we demystify commercial real estate with safe, sound investment strategies to help you balance your portfolio. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, visit grisetapartners.com, where you'll find more information, investor's tools, case studies, and more. This podcast is hosted by Joe Miratori and Ryan Suela. It's produced, edited, and mixed by Melodic, with intro music by Ian Post. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.